Well, in 36 hours and 18 minutes, I'll finish preaching. <laughs> no, no, it, it, the, it, it'll be it'll be the end of the year. It'll, it'll be it'll be the end of the year, and we'll start a new year. This one's going away. And as we finish this year and look forward to starting a new year, I'd like for us to consider our particular passage of scripture this morning and what we might learn from it and how we might apply it in our lives. Our scripture reading this morning does come from the gospel according to Luke, the second chapter, starting at verse 41. Now every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, he went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look. Your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And he was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Thanks be God. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who sent your Son to save us from our sins and to be our Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. Well, I want us just for a minute to think about Luke's writing here and, and, and how he's writing. If y'all were going to read a fairy tale to one of your children, for example, or maybe a fairy tale to an adult, how would it most likely begin? Once upon a time, right? Once upon a time. That's a particular type of literature. That's a particular genre of literature. Fairy tales. And fairy tales are good because they, they usually have good winning out over evil. Not always, but most of the time. And, and I enjoy them because of that. And there, there are a lot of really good truths that we can get through fairy tales. Luke is partaking in a particular genre of literature here known as gospel, as do Matthew, Mark, and John. 
And part of what Luke is doing here in his writing is he's establishing Jesus' credentials, if you will. He's showing his audience who Jesus was. And one of the things that was particularly important for Luke to do at this time because of the friction between the followers of Jesus and the established Jewish community was to show people that absolutely positively Jesus was Jewish and everything about him was Jewish. He needed to establish that fact. For you see, at the time, at the time that Luke actually wrote the gospel, that it was written, there was, there was a lot of conflict between the new followers of Jesus and the older members of the synagogue who had been around a while. So Luke is saying here, in a nice sort of way, Jesus is not some uh, off-the-wall, offshoot sort of prophet or person. He belongs squarely in the middle of mainstream Judaism. And that's, that's where he is, and that's where he belongs. So he already started out his account of Jesus' life in the temple, right? That's the, the first thing we read in Luke chapter 1. talks about Zechariah doing his duty in the temple. And then in chapter 24, at the end of the book, Jesus' followers in the temple. Everything up until this point has had to do with Jesus' Jewish background. And then in today's reading, it starts out, it says, Mary and Joseph went up to Jerusalem at Passover time, which was their custom. Jesus was raised in a very religious, godly Jewish family. Observant Jews went to Jerusalem three times a year, right? They went at Passover. We all know about Passover when Jesus was crucified and, and all the crowds that were there. They went at Pentecost. We know about Pentecost, the birth of the church, when the Holy Spirit came down upon the church. And, and again, there were people, uh, Luke tells us in Acts, from all over the world at that time because the observant Jews had come there. And then also the third time, if you were observant Jew, that you came to Jerusalem was during the festival of booths or tabernacles at that time. Now, I love Mary and Joseph as parents for several reasons. One of them is they brought their child up in their faith, in their faith. They knew Proverbs 22.6, right? As do many of you. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it, right? They knew that, and they raised Jesus that way. But you know the other thing that was great about Mary and Joseph as parents? Not only were they good, observant, religious people, they weren't helicopter parents. Did you see that? They left town. They left town, and they'd been gone a day. And they don't even know Jesus is missing. That's great. That's how you teach a kid to be independent, right? <laughs> and to make their own decisions and to watch out for themselves, you know, instead of doing everything for them. So I think Mary and Joseph were great parents. And besides that, who among us that has a 12-year-old 
would really be too upset if they were missing for a day, right? <clears throat> I mean, most 12-year-olds you'd like to get rid of for a day or two, right? So Mary and Joseph went about their way, but they did make one mistake as parents, I think. And they make a mistake that a lot of us make. They left to return to their home, and they had the idea that Jesus was following them. I think a lot of us have that idea. We, we go about our agendas, our goals, what we think is important, and we think that God should bless this, right? We've got it backwards. We're the ones that are supposed to be following Jesus, not the other way around, like Mary and Joseph did. But anyway, they find their way back to Jerusalem on their quest for Jesus. And notice also, Luke's real good about teaching us a lot of things if we pay attention. Mary and Joseph didn't necessarily find Jesus among their relatives. Mary and Joseph didn't find Jesus among their friends. And they get back to Jerusalem, and they find him in the temple. These are the first words that Jesus speaks in the Gospel of Luke. And he says, why are you seeking me? Why are you seeking me? That's a good question. A question that I will leave open for all of us to answer for ourselves. But he does say to his parents, he does say, he says, didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Or in some translations, about my father's business. Because you see the, the Greek there, household and business or vocation are very closely tied together. So Jesus saying, didn't you know I would be in my father's house or didn't you know I'd be about my father's business are pretty much the same thing. It's, it's the same thought. And of course that thought is, is that reality is God and God's kingdom. And Jesus understood that. Jesus understood that even as a 12-year-old child. And he wanted everybody else to understand it. He wanted so desperately for everybody else to understand it. See, Jesus really didn't care what anybody else wanted to do, whether things were the way they had always been. He was concerned about doing his Father's will, pure and simple. Now, we've just celebrated Jesus' birth, which we do on an annual basis. We have our church calendar that goes around, and we celebrate this on an annual basis. It reminds me, there was a little boy who had taken part in a Christmas pageant. And so it was that time of year again to go down to the church and take part in the annual Christmas pageant. And the little boy told his sister, he said, you know what? He said, last year, Jesus was just a baby. I'll bet you he's bigger this year. Now, 
Now there's really a lot for us to grasp hold of there if we'll really think about it. Is Jesus bigger in your life this year than he was last year? Will Jesus be bigger in your life this time next year than he is at this time this year? We adore the babe. We, in fact, we've sung a couple of songs about it, right? Adoring the babe. But you know, you can search the scriptures. Jesus never once said, come and adore me. It's not there. I challenge you to find it. But Jesus did say, follow me. Follow me. So the question for all of us today is, do we think Jesus is following us or are we following Jesus? As you enter into the new year, think about the babe that is adored. But follow the Lord who goes to prepare a place for us in his Father's house. Amen.